it may very well be likely that they're not looking at any applicants for another week or that they're waiting for that pool to, to fill up. So I think really recognizing some of those external factors um, and just the pace at which your industry or the types of organizations that you've been working in kind of moves at anyways um, can usually be at least a little bit of a clue of how that hiring process is going to go as well. This is your career GPS. The podcast designed to help teens, young adults, students, new graduates, and emerging professionals navigate their career journey. And your journey starts now. Welcome back to your career GPS podcast. Excited to have all of you back with us again. And we are uh, in the midst of a really great hot streak here in 2022. And this is Cassie and my first solo episode of 2022. It's been a long time <laughs> since we've had an opportunity to do this. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah, I feel like it's been months. <laughs> it really, really has. And, you know, we are coming off a really fantastic episode uh, last. It wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago <laughs> with <laughs> Jasmine Escalera, where we were talking about culture and company fit and finding our authentic selves and making sure that we have an opportunity to bring that to our work. And I loved that episode so much. Yeah. I, I felt like we could probably go on for an hour. But, you know, we have a really, really great episode lined up for you all today that um, that this is yet another one that we haven't really focused on specifically. We're going to dive into uh, this area of patience within our job search. But before we do that, we want to kind of give you a couple of reminders that we always like to shoot out there. Number one, no matter where you are listening to this podcast, be it Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Audible, make sure that you are following us and that you have subscribed. Um, also, make sure to catch us on Instagram at Your Career GPS Podcast. And one of the most important things that we cannot stress enough is that if you have found really, really valuable content through the, throughout this podcast. We are so privileged to have you as a listener. Please share. Please share with any person that you feel like would benefit. If there's an episode that really resonated with you, make sure that you share the link with them uh, so that they can enjoy it as well. And one of the things that I, I take considerable pride on, and I know Cassie does as well, is that we've heard such amazing things from uh, from listeners about, wow, that was a really great episode. And I, uh, you know, I appreciated you focusing on that particular topic. And, you know, obviously the, the context of this episode is young professionals, students, new graduates, early career professionals, but I've heard people find benefit no matter where they're at in their career journey. Would you agree with that, Cassie? Yeah, I would 100%. And I think that's why I'm really looking forward to our conversation today, because patience and job searching and all of that is such a universal mm -hmm. experience. Almost everyone I know and everyone I've ever worked with, and I'm, I'm sure the same for you, Brad, has had that moment where they're frustrated in their job search, they feel like nothing's happening, or, or they really have to exercise that that patience. Um, and I'm also excited because I think this title is so smart and we've had it sitting in a brainstorm document for, I think, over a year now. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has really, really been a long time coming for us. And I think one of the things that really pushed this forward and the reason why we, you know, kept coming back to it and kept coming back to it is 
I, I think it's really kind of the nature of the times. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're in this kind of a weird space where the job market's hot. People are shifting and moving. You know, we've heard about this great resignation and now people are calling it the great reshuffle. And now <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's a new term. Uh, apparently it it keeps shifting. And um, and it, it is it's it's a really, really great time to be a job seeker. It's an exciting time to be a job seeker because there's lots of opportunities. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to come without frustration. And it doesn't mean that it's a, a, an easy process by any means. So, you know, we are really, really interested in, uh, in diving into this topic of um, of patience and you know, sitting in traffic is, is just part of the process. Um, this is something that, you know, no matter how savvy you are, no matter how many tricks you have up your sleeve, no matter how well connected you can be, there's going to be a little bit of a waiting game in here. And because, you know, what really boils down to are there's so many external factors that you don't have the ability to control. And, um, and that's tough. It's yeah. really, really tough. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit um, uh, frustrating to be on that end of it. So, you know, I think one of the things that we kind of wanted to start with was, um, you know, really, what are those elements that make it as, as exhaustive <laughs> as it can be? So, you know, Cassie, did you want to start us out with something? Yeah, sure. I think going into any job search and especially the conversation we're going to have today, I guess I should preface by saying that both Brad and I are aware, are fully aware that saying like, quote unquote, have patience is a lot easier said than done. And so mm-hmm. um, I want to kind of preface that at the beginning and to also, like you said, really acknowledge just how many external factors there are when you're job searching. And you know, thinking about the fact that a lot of companies navigate their hiring processes really differently. Some of them have internal rules that they follow. Some of them have organization-wide or industry or state rules that they follow, all about how these processes kind of go and the length of time, you know, that a job must be posted up until the time that they review applicants if they review internal applicants before external applicants and what the timing of all of that looks like. And so, you know, just looking at it holistically, I often approach a job search thinking that from the day I apply, it's going to be a minimum of a month until I hear anything. And I very much bring that context from a higher education background where things move incredibly slow. But I think it's kind of a good general rule of thumb to at least start thinking about. Um, Because if you're applying and that job has only been posted for a week or two, it may very well be likely that they're not looking at any applicants for another week or that they're waiting for that pool to to fill up. So I think really recognizing some of those external factors um, and just the pace at which your industry or the types of organizations that you've been working in kind of moves at anyways um, can usually be at least a little bit of a clue of how that hiring process is going to go as well. Yeah, that's you hit the nail on the head. And I I think that's one of the things that is so important, particularly for young people kind of starting out, because I think once you get into a job search a little bit, you know, um, you know, multiple times, you you have an awareness that, yeah, it's going to take some time that, you know, I don't think too many people expect overnight results. But it's amazing. A lot of people will assume that, okay, I've applied. I should be hearing something within a few days or a week. And uh, and that just might not be the case. As, as Cassie was pointing out, when you think about the steps, when you think about everything that a company has to do before, you know, putting a job posting out there and through that process, it's 
many, 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 many steps. It's like, okay, determining what we have a need for. It's actually defining what that position is going to be, identifying what budget you can uh, allocate for that position, determining how you're going to recruit. Are you going to use a third party? What technology do you have in place uh, for the, the hiring process? How are you going to customize that? Um, just creating a list of candidates now, shortening that list of candidates, you know, identifying which ones you want to interview, then interviewing. <laughs> so it just goes on and on and on and on. And then ultimately, you know, you're going to get to a point where you can get a job offer and then negotiate some salary. Um, but it's a long, long process uh, to get there. And in many cases, most of that process are things that, you know, again, you're not going to be exposed to. These are uh, those external factors. Yeah. I think it's so important to think about that, to set the expectation kind of right from the beginning that can kind of help with some of that patience. If you're already expecting it to take a couple of weeks, then you're hopefully, you know, not like having that same experience one week in. I think it can also though be motivating. And I know I've worked with a lot of people who are kind of like, well, I submitted five applications and now I just wait. And they kind of just sit at like, you're literally sitting in traffic, just kind of not knowing what's ahead, not knowing why nothing's moving, uh, but just sitting and waiting. And I hope at least one takeaway from today is to kind of create some momentum and that even if it's you're just rolling forward at 10 miles an hour or something, um, that you're kind of continuing with that process and recognizing like it's going to take some time, but you can continue to kind of plant seeds. And in a lot of different ways, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be submitting tons of applications day in and day out while you're waiting to hear back. But, you know, maybe that means you're doing something else like networking with people at the organizations that you've applied to, to get their insight, or you're talking with other professionals about how to prepare for interviews in a specific industry, or you're working on another skill that then you can talk about in an interview of how you're continuing to prepare. So just kind of keeping some of those things in mind, I think, um, can be helpful as you're going through the process. Yeah. You know, I, I think another thing that really comes to my mind too, is that just having an awareness that, you know, this is going to be a process and that there are things that are out of your control. I think then you want to kind of put a little bit of responsibility onto yourself and say, well, what do I have the ability to control and how can I speed this process up a little bit more? And there are some best practices, some things that, that Cassie was already mentioning. And I, I think one of the biggest things that people naturally tend to do is to get into this assumption that quantity is going to equal quality. You know, if I'm applying for a bunch of different positions, then naturally things are going to happen faster as a result. And so kind of how I always put that for people to, to, to kind of bring it in perspective is that, you know, if you're, you're casting a really wide net, if you're throwing it out there trying to fish, right? Um, the problem is you're really kind of watering down your approach. You're watering down the message, you know, because you're trying to appeal to all of these fish simultaneously. And it's really, really hard to be everything for everyone. And the, what you really got to step back and do is, is kind of think about, you know, how can I get the most out of my fishing process? You know me, I'm an analogies guy, so <laughs> I got to go with this fishing thing. But 
how can I get the best fish? And obviously you have to use the right bait. And the only way to do that is to customize and tailor the approach because you have to really, really get uh, very clear on who it is that you're trying to communicate. What are their needs? And what do I need to speak to in terms of my knowledge, skills, and experience that's going to resonate for that specific employer or fish, <laughs> going back to the example? Yeah, I think that's such an important note to be making about this too. And and really a common thing kind of across the board, um, especially I know with a lot of the college students that I was working with of just thinking that, well, if I'm open to everything, I'll get something. And while, you know, there are certainly situations where maybe you do just need something, you just need a job, that's fine. But when you are being really kind of strategic and thinking about what you want, you can then also manage your time a lot better. And I think, you know, I've certainly heard probably hundreds and hundreds of times <laughs> um, of people talking about how a job search feels like a full-time job in itself. And so kind of managing everything that comes with a job search and the emotional aspect of it, as well as then the time-consuming aspect of it and, and tailoring all these documents, along with every other responsibility that you have in your life, um, really kind of giving yourself that permission to take a step back, really focus on what you want to get really specific with that, and then to take the steps that are going to benefit you the most for those types of positions, um, which I think will work out better in the long run. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think one of the things that, you know, could be helpful um, to kind of talk about is what does patience actually look like? You know, we've kind of, you know, uh, briefly touched on the fact that Number one, realistically, it's going to take time. And number two, uh, what are the, uh, the small tweaks in your approach and your mindset um, and how you are positioning yourself um, the right way going into that job search? But, but in, in terms of the day-to-day, -day, what uh, suggestions would you offer in, in terms of how to be patient <laughs> or, or you know, how to make that that process a little bit easier because it's not always comfortable. Yeah. I think probably one of the bi biggest misconceptions when we talk about having patience with the job search is that you apply and you just kind of sit and wait, or you t don't think about anything. Else. Like you don't think about the job search. You think about something else. You kind of move on and, and distract. And I think there's always a balance uh, there of making sure that you are being patient in knowing what the process is like and not like beating yourself up about not hearing back and that type of thing. So really kind of getting your mindset in that space um, and being really kind to yourself throughout the process is like foundational there. And then I think the second piece, you know, this goes back to what I said a little bit earlier, but it's thinking about what are the other things I can be doing that are helping me in this process, that are productive, that are helping me feel like I'm taking steps forward, even if you are kind of in that quote unquote, like waiting time. And, and, you know, I think of course we, we talked about sitting in traffic, but I think about like all the times that we're just like waiting in terms of transportation, like you're waiting for the bus to come or you're sitting in the car in traffic and very few people are just like sitting and waiting, right? You're doing something else. Like I imagine if we're sitting in traffic, we're like playing a game, uh, we're playing I spy, we're looking for letters on a sign or, you know, now that everyone has phones and all that, we're streaming something, we're watching something, you're doing something. And so thinking of it in that same way of 
what is something I can do? And it can be really small, but I think those small consistencies are what, what pay off in a job search. So working on a new skill, practicing for an interview and starting to prepare before you have one in three days is probably my biggest tip. Like start (laughs) that process early. Um, You know, doing some networking and that type of thing, reaching back out to your references. There's lots of small things you can be doing throughout that can still be part of that process of being patient without just like totally stepping away from your job search. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many, so many great things what you said there. And I I think it's really just about maximizing time. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is really the disaster of going the other way. You know, one of the things that I mentioned before was casting that net too wide, and trying to be everything for everybody. That's really hard to keep up with. That's a lot, you know, (laughs) I mean, that's a, that's a a really exhaustive spreadsheet you have to keep track of. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) But on the flip side, if you're hyper-focused into one, that one is going to torment you. That one's going to abuse you because you're always going to be checking that email obsessively, (laughs) checking your, your voicemails obsessively, worrying and stressing um, about, okay, you know, I, you know, when am I going to hear something? When am I going to, trust me, I have been there and I have felt that. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely all have. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, as, as Cassie was pointing out, it's about what can you do in the, in those between times to make yourself a little bit more marketable, to build yourself up, to be uh, a little bit more valuable. um, Because, uh, a waiting time doesn't have to be a net negative or doesn't have to be a neutral. It can be a positive. It can be something where you are actually growing through. And I've had clients who've told me uh, about what they've done uh, during those periods of time. And interestingly, they've been able to interview with other places because they remained active and they were able to um, to secure um, some other opportunities that maybe were outside of their awareness. So really, that's a great message that I would say is not, don't put all of your eggs in one basket and assume that that, uh, that one unicorn is going to come through for you, um, you know, because of those external factors that we mentioned earlier. The other thing that I would say that, that comes to my mind is just honoring the small wins. Uh, no matter what those are, if you are able to really customize a resume and, and make it look sharp and you feel really, really good about that. Give yourself a pass and, and really, really feel good about um, putting your best foot forward. If you did a great cover letter, if you um, were able to connect with two people this week and, and had coffee conversations, um, no matter what, just really, really taking the time to really look at what you've been able to do and how you are a better version now than you were yesterday or a week ago. Mm. So I think all of those things really come to my mind when we're talking about patience. Yeah, such great tips. And I think uh, maybe this would have come up later, but I feel like I have to get this in right now. Um, As we're talking about this, you mentioned spreadsheets, and I think that's so important, keeping track of what you've applied to and when and kind of where you're at in the process is so important. And part of that too then comes, you know, let's say you've you've already interviewed and then you're kind of waiting, you're at that stage, you're not waiting to hear um, if you're getting an interview, but you've had one and now you're waiting. 
or really at any part in this process is following up with these jobs too. Um, you know, I actually just talked to someone today who had interviewed last week and they said you'd hear by Monday and we're recording on a Tuesday and um, here they are. They, they followed up and they said, yep, we're actually checking references. So just by that person following up, they were able to reiterate their interest in the position and they were also able to get some additional information about what the next steps are that maybe other candidates who didn't follow up are just sitting waiting, knowing nothing. Whereas now she knows her references are going to be called. She can give them a heads up that they should be expecting the call. Um, and she has a little inside scoop there. Um, and I think just like you said, celebrating that small win, like she's celebrating that win. Like no matter what, I got through that interview and my references are being called. So she did something right, right? She's moving on in that process and has that information now. I love the word that you used earlier, which is momentum. And that's a word that I talk about a lot. And I, I think about the little things like that, that really exemplify momentum. And uh, that's a, such a great example of how uh, a little thing on the outside can make a world of difference. And you never know how that can be a tipping point for a potential employer. It's such an underutilized tool in your arsenal that yeah. uh, that can really, really shine through. And I think it's also important too to think about how, like we talked about at the beginning, there are so many external factors. And sometimes there can be things going on that are slowing down the process that are not only out of your control, but that you have no clue that are happening, but are also out of like the hiring manager or whoever you're communicating with are out of, you know, is out of their hands. And I remember that happened with, with me. I'd interviewed for a job at a university and I was really excited about it. I went through multiple rounds. I knew I was a finalist and they were like, oh yeah, you'll hear by, you know, whatever date. And like that date kept clicking by and, and the days kept going. And I, I thought for sure I'm out of the running. Something's happened. But I sent an email and it was, you know, really simple. I think probably a little bit more professional than like, I'm just checking in. But basically, mm -hmm. you know, are there any updates? And that's when the person was able to tell me like, so sorry, things have gotten, you know, kind of hung up with this department. We can't move forward. People are on vacation, like all the things. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't have to worry about it anymore. I knew I had that next date to kind of keep in mind before following up. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up a great point, which those are things that are out of your control and unfortunately are part of the process. There are industries that are notorious for being very, very slow <laughs> on these on these types of matters. And uh, and it's because there are processes in place. There's a hierarchy. There's a system. There's a protocol. And all of those things, um, unfortunately, are, are the way those those systems are built in, but they take time. They really, really do. You know, other things that I think that, you know, really come to mind for me in terms of um, just some of these practical steps that, you know, you can keep this momentum going is, you know, having your systems of checks and balances. Um, one of the, the things that I highly promote job seekers do is to, you know, really, really develop or find if you can't develop one a great uh, spreadsheet that tracks all of your activities. And it also can help you keep things in front of you. It helps you manage your time well because you know that you're investing in, in activities that are going to provide the best result, a.k.a. networking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
also, I think it makes sure that the job search doesn't get away from you, um, that you're able to maintain those follow-ups in a very systematic and orderly way, rather than kind of going, oh, crap, you know, I, I forgot to send that email a week ago. And, and now you've kind of passed the point where it could really make a difference. So I think the last thing that I really, really wanted to emphasize for, for anybody um, that kind of goes back to what I was saying before is that it, it's so vitally important that from the point where you're activating a job search to the end of it, you're really working on those relationships. You're cultivating those relationships from the very beginning because those are going to be the things that will provide you fuel when you feel like you're getting low on it. Um, those will be the, the, the words of encouragement, your network around you to maybe provide you a, a diverse array of, of um, support. Maybe it's information. Maybe it's insider tips. Maybe it's encouragement. Maybe it's a, a, a smack on the face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> telling you to get your act together. Whatever it is that you need at that particular time, the relationships are going to be so important to make it feel like you're not stagnant, that you have some of that momentum and that you keep moving forward. Um, that's where you're really, really going to be able to fill your tank. Yeah, such great advice. And and I think, you know, we've covered a lot of things between practical advice and some of the misconceptions around kind of the the length of a job search and, and why it takes so long. And I'll just reemphasize that having something to track the things that you're applying to and really staying on top of that, I think that's probably one of the things I've said a million times in my life as a career coach. And I think probably the, the least likely thing for people to actually do. Um, I have seen very few uh, people or students mostly that actually follow through with the spreadsheet, but really can't emphasize it enough to keep track of that. And there's so many tools now that can help you keep track of that. Um, so I want to emphasize that. And then also, piggybacking a little bit on what Brad just said is kind of our final tips of advice. I also think from the beginning, like from the moment that you decide you want to start a job search and whether that's, you know, a really extensive job search for someone who's maybe approaching graduation, or if you're a little bit further along in your career and you're like, I just think maybe it's time for a change. And you're starting to think about a job search in that way, really developing an effective job search plan and setting those goals and the strategies and, and all of that and getting that in place too, that's going to give you the momentum from the beginning. And to really kind of maintain that is important so that you avoid that burnout. And that, again, like we've mentioned, you're kind of continuing to take those steps, even while you're kind of in that in-between and in that waiting a little bit. Yeah, brilliant points, brilliant points. I think uh, organization is always going to be your friend. Um, always having that uh, that system of, of checks and balances to be able to to, uh, to track and maintain where you're at. And you're going to discover really, really quickly when you do do that, you're going to feel way more efficient, number one. And then number two, you're going to realize what you feel like you can handle and what you can't. Um, because the people who aren't doing that, the people who aren't creating the spreadsheets or or those those checks and balance systems are the ones that are applying to 100 jobs in a week and frustrated that they're not getting any calls. Well, we've kind of already talked about the fact that, you know, the the quantity game isn't going to win. 
Um, so we really have to dial that in. We have to make sure that we're tailoring our our focus and really being able to speak to directly what the employer is going to be looking for. And the only way that we're going to do that is to have something that is quality built instead of quantity. So we really hope today's episode was insightful for you. Uh, this is a topic that we are both passionate about, and, and obviously we have so many thoughts and so much uh, experience being <laughs> a frustrated job seeker, but also working with frustrated job seekers. It's not an easy thing, and it's and you know we certainly don't want to ever give the impression that being patient is easy because it, it just isn't. However, if you are uh, taking the time and the care building a team around you, getting the support where you need it, making sure that you develop that set of uh, checks and balances that we are saying, honoring your small wins. Um, throughout the process, you're going to feel like you are moving forward no matter what, no matter if you're, you're getting calls on a weekly basis um, or if you're not, you're going to see some of that progress. The last piece of advice that we could cap off today's episode on is if you are in that category of being a frustrated job seeker, remember that you can always reach out for help. Um, if you're interested in working with Cassie or I, uh, don't hesitate to shoot us an email. Let us know your story. Um, uh, tell us exactly what it is that you are going through in your job search, and we would love to follow up with you. You can reach out to us at yourcareergpspodcast at gmail.com. And let us know if you wanted to provide any feedback on today's episode. Reach out, let us know uh, how this was able to benefit you. And um, and we were so excited for you to listen. You know, we've got some great content coming up and uh, you are not going to want to miss it. This is your career GPS and your journey awaits. <laughs> <laughs>